What's up guys, this is Kage Summit and I am Garza the Clown and we are back and this is the 14th episode of Kage Summit which is basically the second episode that I've been hosting. So this week I got some exciting news and then after that we'll get to the normal topics at hand. So this week it's a really good week to be, well this is a really good time period to be a Digimon fan in general. The new Digimon series is coming out next spring. It's going to feature the the original characters from the first Digimon series. And it's going to be new animation and like new adventures and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. You know, Digimon fans. I mean, we pretty much died off after like the fourth season. So we finally get back into it. And it's, this is going to be very nostalgic and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't wait. And, uh... Other than that, there's a Digimon game announced as well. It's going to be um, kind of like Super Smash Brothers. You know, they had a similar game like this. Called, uh, I think I think it's called Digimon Royal Rumble back in uh, GameCube's days, and uh, it it was a pretty decent game. Not really much to it. Just just go out there and fight, and it featured characters from uh, the first four seasons. Uh, it was pretty pretty fun game. I think my favorite character was Digimon to play with. <laughs> it was fun. And uh, the D- D- Digimon is basically coming up, come back and getting this big push because it's the 15th anniversary, which means, like, come on, Toy. Toy, come on. The 15th anniversary of Digimon, you bring it back. Okay, that's good. <sighs> Excuse me, I'm uh, tired and I think I may be sick. But Digimon gets its comeback, 15th anniversary. Sailor Moon 20th anniversary, it gets its comeback. Dragon Ball Z, it, it didn't have an anniversary, but it it made its comeback with Dragon Ball Z Kai and these movies. One Piece just had the 50th anniversary. You did, you know, stuff for that. Naruto is just about to have its 50th anniversary. And, uh, it's, it, it's getting a new movie and stuff like that. Tenshi Muyo just came back. Well, it hasn't come back yet, but it's coming back as five-minute episode shorts. Uh, what else? Roni Kenshin is getting live-action films. Um, what else? Is, I, I know it's one more, but I can't remember. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. If all these series can come back and get like live-action films, new movie films, re-adaptations and stuff like that, where is the Saint Seiya and Yu Yu Hakusho adaptation? That reminds me. What I was going to say was a Hunter Hunter remake. Where is the Yu Yu Hakusho anything? We haven't seen anything Yu Yu Hakusho related since the, the J-Stars video or Victory Versus. And that was just a video, video game. We haven't seen anything from that. From, from Hunter Hunter as a whole. I'm not in Hunter Hunter, as you go through as a whole in, in years. So, next year, it, you see, it's either the end of this year or next year is the 25th anniversary of Yu Hawk Show. Where is it? Is its Blu ray new high definition release? Where is its remake? Where is it? its new movie or, <coughs> or new game or, or something to make it feel like Yu Hawk Show fans are alive? New Hawk Show has basically been dead for the last ten years. Like, where, where, where is it? We need, we need something. Whoever, whoever it is that has the New Hawk Show, though, I think it is. It, I don't know. I don't think it's Toy, but I can't remember who has it. Do something. It is, this is New Hawk Show we're talking about. Do something. Give it, give it to Madhouse and let them do what they do. I mean, they've already done with, with uh, Hunter Hunter, so it's like. Where, where where is it? Where is it? We we have no Yu Yu Hakusho love, and then there's the whole Saint Seiya thing. The anime would de- de- completely derailed from the manga. I, once I figured that out, I stopped at the episode 16 when I was doing my rewatch. And on top of the anime already being derailed from the manga, there's also the fact that it came out in like the early 90s. So the animation is pretty much good for its time, but other than that, it's nothing, and then, you can't find the anime online, if you try to find the anime online, you find the, the, the sub, the sub is horrible, because the subtitles are horrible, the, you, you, 
you trying to buy it from Amazon and stuff like that. And it's like $90 for three episodes. So it's virtually impossible to rewatch Saint Sin. And when you try to read it, the first the only chapters that are online are the first 19. And then you have to buy the volumes. And if buying volume, buying volumes, um, I don't mind. I, I bought three of them, five, six, and seven. But the problem is that volume 10 is like $50. Volume 9 is like $50. And volume 3 is like $30. So it's like getting hard, and I'm on I'm on volume eight right now. So once I buy volume eight, I'm gonna I don't know what I'm gonna do. Should I skip nine and ten? And then at the same time, I don't want to buy fifty dollars for a, a volume that makes no sense. So it's, I'm basically left to drop virtually drop the series, and I don't want to do that because <laughs> Saints is one of my favorite series of all time. I can't just drop it because I can't rewatch it. If there was a remake. Or some form of a reprint, I would. It would make it so much easier. I mean, even JoJo is gonna get a reprint for part one and two for the manga, for from Viz. It's like all these old anime are getting remakes and reprints and new movies and live actions, but Yu Yu Hakusho and Sensei are getting nothing. And I guess you could say that Sensei is getting something with Sensei Omega. At the same time, that's Omega. That's a. a New series that's not the original Saint Seiya, so is besides like Saint Seiya with these continuation mangas and anime, the actual original is just left in the dust, and it's pretty sad because no one can really get into Saint Seiya. So it's basically an endless spiral of no one talking about Saint Seiya, but people who've seen it, and if you've seen it, you probably read the anime. I mean, watch the anime, and the anime is nothing like the manga, and if you read the manga, well, that's great. But you can't reread the manga unless you already had the volumes. Well, at least 10, 3, and and, and 9. So it, it's pretty bad to be a Saint Seiya fan, and it's pretty lonely to be a Yu Hakusho fan. I mean, yes, we have the the uh, the fact that Yu Hakusho is amazing, but at the same time, it's just okay, I guess. I mean, when Yu Hakusho fans get together, it's pretty fun, but other than that, we have nothing to go off of. You know, Dragon Ball Z is not even better than you show, but it, it has had two new movies and a remake. <coughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Well, let's move on from that. Manga fans of the Seven Deadly Sins, or the Japanese title, Nanatsu no Taizai, it is finally getting its anime. It's starting October 5th. Um, they just released some of the staff. They released some of the staff members, like like five in total. But they mostly just released three characters, um, character voice actors, and that is Meliodas' voice, Elizabeth voice, and Hawk's voice. So there's only like they've only confirmed like three um, voice actors, but they're still confirming more. It'll be someone next week. But but basically by the time this is. Not, not by the time this is out. It'll be out there by the time this is out. But uh, basically, when I'm trying, to, when I record the next episode, it'll be out. And what's really getting me pumped that it's also getting an anime. I mean, not anime. Uh, a game as well. So that'd be pretty fun. But depending on how they do that, uh, I wonder if they're going to include characters from the manga. Because if you include characters from the manga, that means Merlin would have to show up. But if you include characters from the anime, it'd be kind of weird. I, I, I don't know. I guess it depends. I hope they do it from the manga. That way we can have Henderson and Demon Mode and stuff like that. But then there's the fact that... I mean, I guess they could do two games. Because then we have because then there's the, the last seven Deadly Sins of Memory that we haven't seen yet in the manga. So I guess it just depends on how they do it. Either way, I'm going to pick it up. <coughs> Excuse me. So, I can't wait for that. And um, one of the guys doing the music, his name is Hiroyuki Sawano. Oh man, he did the music for Attack on Titan and Kill a Kill. And if you listen to the Attack on Titan and Kill a Kill soundtracks, they are heavenly, man. Like those soundtracks, soundtracks are really, really good. Oh, and, oh, and he also did um soundtrack for Blue Exorcist. So this is like this is like really a, a good day to be a Seven Deadly Sins and music fan. So I already know the soundtrack is gonna be good, no doubt. I have no problems with that. And uh, the production, the anime production is going to be done by A1 Pictures. 
A1 Pictures did the uh, fairy tale Magi from the New World. I never heard of that, but I'm just reading it right here. And Sword Art Online, they did those, the animation for those. And um, the animation for those series are really good. So I know people said that they they didn't like the animation or it wasn't really that good for those specific series, but I, I, I like them, especially uh, Magi and Sword Art Online. The animation fit the theme. So, I'm really happy to see, I mean, if you really think about it, Magi is kind of like, well, I'm not trying to compare Magi and Seven Deadly Sins, but the theme, not, well, not, not the theme, but I guess you could say the whole rural area and, and stuff like that is still prominent, so, it, so, I want, so, I mean, we've seen pretty much, if you've seen the, the, the trailers, you've seen the animation and stuff for it, so there's no need to really, uh, worry about it. We've already seen the animation from the promo, and the promo was really nice. So, all this left to just <laughs> to wait to October 5th. Now, I would love for this series to not be 26 episodes. I mean, if it's, if it's 26 episodes, I'm going to be completely fine. But if you read the current manga, it's like, it, the manga is basically entering its final few arcs. So, by the time it, get, it gets to October, the speculation is probably what is Seven Deadly Sins gonna be done by then? Probably not, cause I'm only it's only like twenty chapters. But is well, how how will that most likely go? Um, no doubt it will probably get twenty six episodes, and if it's really popular, it will get that extra season and then finish it out. And maybe I'm trying to figure out could they cover Naruto no Taizai in twenty five? I mean fifty two episodes. I mean. It, the series as itself is not long. I don't really see it reaching past maybe 130 chapters. It's already in, now. I only see it getting to 130 chapters unless they really draw out the fights and the storyline. Like I'm, I'm the cutoff, I'm thinking for the National Tide is like 140 because they're already already entering the 90s and the story is coming to a close. I mean, like there's nothing I can see beyond the National Tide from what the story has set up. But if it does continue, I wonder how that will work. But uh, yeah, I mostly see it. I personally see that Naruto no Taizai is gonna end within the, with that like 120, 130 chapters. <sighs> now, you Naruto fans are gonna get a kick out of this. There's gonna be a new Sasuke spinoff series. It's gonna be a modern, and it's basically kind of like how that. Rock Lee spinoff series went, and I know a lot of people didn't like that because it wasn't written by uh, Kishimoto. But at the same time, I mean, who knows? Because that Rock Lee spinoff manga was pretty, pretty well. Now I didn't read the manga; I watched the anime. It was pretty funny. I gotta give this as props. It was, it was, it, it entertained me for the four episodes that I watched. I didn't really continue the series because I didn't have time. But if I did have time, I would have no doubt finished it. I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I'm gonna go back and watch that. Because <laughs> it was funny for the four episodes that I watch it. And I know a lot of people didn't uh, like it because it's Rock Lee and it, was, it revolved around Rock Lee and the Kishimoto didn't work on it. And it was by a different guy. And basically, it was more of a, a comedy type parody series, which I, I, I actually enjoyed it. So, this one's gonna be about Sasuke. It's called it's, Let me see. Sasuke Uchiha Shuringan Legend. It's not even Shuringan. Shuringan. So who knows what that'd be like? It said that Sasuke he's more cool and and ruthless. It should have said ruthless, but it didn't. He said it's more cool, and yeah, but he also has a uh, humor side to it. So I'm looking at trying to see how that's gonna be. I mean, it, the, the the artwork it looks just like the Rock League artwork, same cheapy size stuff. So, I wonder how it will go, because Sasuke's not really a funny person, so, I'm, who knows. I'm, and I'm guaranteed to watch, after this podcast, I'm going to watch that Rock Lee spin, <laughs> watch that Rock Lee anime. I ain't got nothing else to do. I'm still catching the Hajime no Ippo, and, um, I've been prolonging it, because right now I'm, like, in the 800s, 860s, and Ippo has been fighting champions from the Pacific. Now, the matches. They're not really that entertaining because they really have no story behind it. It's just Evo getting to the ring with these dudes. Now inside the ring, there's a twist because these guys are always there's something crazy about them. Like Jimmy Sisfoot, he just rushes in 
and without warning. And Malcolm Ghetto, he just he had all sorts of tricks and stuff. So that was pretty fun to watch a while. While um, while I was reading it, and then Aoki was kind of telling the guys he was basically an expert on this since he does tricks and stuff like this. So I I, I really like that. And now I'm on the part where he's facing. Excuse me, where he's facing this dude, um, Wolf Wooly. He's been raised in the jungle of Indonesia and stuff like that. So this fight. I'm just at the beginning. So far, it's kind of whatever. I mean, no doubt, since I've been in Epo, it'll get better. But at the same time, it's like I'm really not interest, interested in Epo's fights at the moment because there's no story behind it. The best part about Hajime no Epo is not even the fights, it's really the story what, that fuels the fights and the characters. Like, I'm more interested in the Class A tournament with Itagaki, Aoki, and Kimura at this moment. And then we just came off of. Um, uh, Miyata versus Randy Boy Jr. and that was an emotional match, man. I had to shed a few tears for that. That was pretty good. So right, 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 right now I'm in more into Isagaki, Kimura, and Aoki. I, I really hope Aoki and Kimura can do it. Like, there's no doubt that Isagaki can make it to the finals to fight Saiki, and I cannot wait for that. But I really hope Kimura and Aoki stop beating around the bush and finally get in the ring. Well, not get in the ring, but finally win. I mean, the last time Kimura had a shot was back in the Kimura versus Machibo special when he fought Machibo for the title but lost. Still a good match, but. Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna spoil it. And then Aoki's last time was in uh, the third part of the anime, Rising, when he fought the dude for the title. Oh man, it came to a decision. That was too bad. But I don't know how I went from talking about Sasuke and Naruto to Hajime no Ippo, though. <laughs> so, uh, what's next? Oh, the Naruto movie. The Naruto movie is like, it's it's striking me because it's talking about the last. And it, it keeps saying the new generation, it, it bridges it to the new generation. And it's the new Naruto generation project, project start. So, what I'm guessing is that there's going to be a new Naruto series after this where it continues the story but with different characters that I get I guess that's what I'm getting because at first I thought it was just like the last movie with everybody growing up and stuff like that you know the nostalgic feeling the ending that not a lot of anime get when you see the, the, main, the main characters grown and living a peaceful life I guess that I, I thought that was going to be it but from every time I read it it, it keeps saying bridges to a new generation and stuff like that so I don't really know what this next Naruto movie is going to be about um, if Naruto continues but with different characters that could be cool but then again it's Kishimoto so excuse me but then, it, but then again it's Kishimoto he always writes himself to a hole and into a corner so so who knows what it's going to be about all I know is that uh, grown up Naruto looks like Obito no doubt <laughs> you either like Obito and Zetsu at the same time. How is this possible? Ishimoto, what are you doing? Just because Naruto and, and, and Obito had the same, uh, were basically the same character, meaning they have to look alike. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. He looks like he looks like Obito. This is crazy. I wonder what Sakura looks like. He's gonna look like Ren. <laughs> Sasuke gonna look like Kakashi. Riley's gonna be my guy, no doubt. Neji's good. Oh, he's dead. Oh, yeah, forget about him. <laughs> Tintin's not even gonna show up. Shino's not even gonna show up. Choji's gonna look just like his father. Shikamaru's gonna be his father since he's dead. Ino has to be her own father since he's dead. Oh, damn. Damn, you told me you killed some good characters. And then you died yourself. Poor bastard. But I'll get back to that later. So it's like, I don't know what to expect from this movie. I mean,. Naruto, like I said last episode, a lot of Naruto movies aren't good at all. So I'm, it's, it's really interesting to see what's gonna happen. We, we just gotta wait to uh, see more artwork and trailers and stuff like that. What's next? <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be a new segment on the podcast. It's gonna be called "Remember When," and basically, it's gonna be me. Or anybody else, whenever somebody wants to get on the podcast to be a guest or something, talk about something that happened in an anime way, way back then. It doesn't even happen now. And on today's episode of Remember When, we're going over Kabuto.
Yep, we're going to Kabuto from Naruto. Remember when he was basically a beast? I mean, the, the, the medical ninjutsu, and he was just taking all of Tsunade's hits, and it was like nothing to him, and he was like fixing his bones and stuff with it. Like, I remember Kabuto being a beast, and I remember when he first entered the, uh, when he first debuted, I was looking at this dude, I was like, okay, something is definitely wrong with him. Something is uh, definitely up with him. He's not no friendly character. They, you know, he's coming up to the guy and talking to them and showing his 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 ninja info cards. Someone should make a meme out of that. Just Kabuto and put Kabuto's head on the black guy with the Yu-Gi-Oh cards and just and say instead of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, it should say ninja info cards. <clears throat> that that should happen. Yeah, but like ever since then, I'm like, okay, there's something wrong with this guy. Like I used to be scared of Kabuto. Like that's how you know. You're a good character if you're making real life people scared of you. And then all of a sudden, after that, well, after him and Orochimaru went into hiding, he just kind of faded away. And then when he did come back into the series, I'm like, damn, they were Kabuto. But then at the same time, he didn't he didn't do anything but stand there. And it was like, come on, man, Kabuto's a, he's a beast. He's scary. What is going on? And then it comes into Shippuden where he's got the Dragon Sage stuff. And I don't care what anybody says, I'm, I rock the Dragon Sage stuff. I thought that was cool. The way it went out, I didn't like it because we didn't know how strong he was. And then on top of that, he basically he was basically cannon fodder for Itachi and, and Sasuke so they can have their brotherly, gay, lovely moment, fangirl moment. And it was like, okay, why? And then when he finally showed up on the battlefield, he realized that, okay, he basically realized what he did wrong, so that was pretty lame. Like he went out, he started so good, and then he just ended up horrible. Like, why do you do the Kishimoto? Your villains start off so good, and then you end up killing them, making them good. Not, not every villain should be good. If you, I mean, think about it. Every Naruto villain has become good. What happened to Zabuza? He died being a good person. Well, just not a mercenary. Uh. Gara turned good, which is pretty good, because I mean, Gara is a great character. Orochimaru turned good for no reason. He just turned good. And I still like Orochimaru, but he's not the best villain to ever stop it. He's not him or Madara. And look what Madara has done. He's dead. He's probably going to be brought back as an Edo Tensei and then do some gay stuff with Hashirama, and then he's going to be turned good. Um, who else was turned good? Nagato turned good. The only people that Itachi turned good. Everybody else. Like you know, the other costume member died, you know Itachi and Obito they became good. Like, come on, you can't be serious. Oh, and if you really think about Sasori became good because when he came back as an Edo Tensei, he realized from um, Kankaroo he realized that he was doing bad and stuff like that. So I'm like, really, all Naruto characters, um, Naruto villains just can't stay bad. They have to die good. Stupid talking on Jutsu. But, um, yeah, like, I remember when Kabuto was a boss, man, and that character design, like, he has a really good character design if you really think about it. And, um, Kabuto was just a cool character, but, <coughs> Ishimoto had to kill him. So, though, that ends our segment of Remember When. Well, it's likely they'll be longer than that, because right now it's just me, and no doubt when I finally get some guests, whoever wants to come on, we'll pretty much talk about that. But this week, oh, uh, man, well, this week, well, yeah, it, it, this is Saturday. You're listening to it. This week, we got a Bellsbub chapter, and we haven't gotten a Bellsbub chapter since April, and that's when he started. Um, is Tamura a female or male? I heard she was a male, but I really thought it was a female. I mean, I really thought I, I heard it was a female, but I really thought it was a male. But whatever, they released a new Bellsbub chapter, and <laughs> we've been waiting since April to see this, and. I thought that it would be weekly, but then we didn't get anything else after that in April. So I'm like, okay, it could be monthly, but then May came, nothing happened. June came, nothing happened, and then here comes July. No, no, July, nothing happened. Then here comes August. Did it come out? Yeah, it came out in July. The very last day of July, we get a chapter. And no doubt the chapter was funny, and I can pretty much tell that she is gonna, or she or he is gonna continue this, because at the end of that chapter, okay, yeah, it's a he. No, not crazy. It's a he. Uh, I can pretty much tell that there's going to be a continuation of this because at the end of that chapter, it left off with a cliffhanger, and it even said we're going to continue this. 
So I can't wait for that next chapter. That's gonna be really good. That, that chapter best, but was so funny. Classic Bills above everybody. Oh man, the, the nostalgia rush and all that. Man, if you haven't read Bills above, you gotta get into Bills above. Bills above was one of the coolest showing series ever. The main character name was Ogre. He's basically a <laughs> demon babysitter. That's basically what it was. But nah, it it was completely funny. The battles were epic. The artwork is really good. Especially when Olga turns Super Saiyan. <laughs> uh, that was funny. But uh, yeah, man. Bell's Bob for the win. One of my favorite Shonen series. Uh, especially the volleyball arc. The volleyball arc was so funny. It may not seem... Even though Bell's Bob is an action-packed um, battle Shonen, there was this one part where they were they had to go to a new school because they pretty much blew up their old school fighting. <laughs> Excuse me, and they pretty much blew up the old school fighting. So they had to go to this new school called Saint Ishiyama, and everybody from Ishiyama, where they came from, are all delinquents and stuff. So when they came to Saint Ishiyama, all the students hated them and picked on them. And even they, they had to, and at Saint Ishiyama, they have this this group called the Rokusei, or the Six Horse Knights, and they were basically the school's guardians, something like that. But they were also teenagers, so our gang they couldn't do anything that they would normally do like they couldn't curse they couldn't fight they couldn't do delinquent type stuff and if they did they would get expelled immediately so at one point the Rokusei pushed them to the edge so they had a, a battle royal on the top of the uh, roof and it came to a, a no contest because the leader of the Rokusei came in he said no we're not going to do this we're going to do this right and they proposed a volleyball game which I thought was hilarious so they ended up doing a volleyball game. It was funny. It was really nice because it, it 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 really depicted that Buzzball was not the typical shonen. And they even took time to start a slice of life. So that was really funny. So like yeah, like Gintama. I mean, <laughs> not Gintama, but Buzzball is a really good series. I I hope from that small explanation I just gave you that you get into it. But um, yeah, like <laughs> Buzzball was one of the funniest shonen I've ever seen. That's why I say Gintama, because Gintama, no doubt, is the funniest shonen ever. There is no shonen like Gintama that is completely hilarious. There is nothing, like, nothing, like, I, <laughs> like, shonens aren't usually, aren't usually funny, funny. Like, they have their moments and stuff, but they're not completely funny. Buzzball is a completely funny series. Like, like the, the main focus is the characters and how they interact. And that's where the, the, the comedy gold comes from. Excuse me, <laughs> and I'm not even caught up to Buzzbub. I'm like in the 100. So like, ask somebody who actually is caught up. It is one of the best shonen ever. <laughs> Let's move on. What's next? Oh man. So at this point, we're gonna switch over to what happened in anime and manga this week. Now I, I pretty much already did switch over when I talked about the Buzzbub chapter, but let's, let's continue. One Punch Man came out. I think it came out like, what, what's, I'm recording this, this Friday. I think it came out like Thursday or Wednesday. Either way, yeah, I think it was Thursday. Either way, that chapter was crazy. Like, it started off funny with everybody trying to run and get away from the from the ship crashing. And then, I'm, I'm, watch, I'm outside and I'm watching my cat chase this mouse. This is, this is hilarious. But, um... Uh, back to, back to, one much, man. So, like, it, the beginning was funny, with everybody trying to run away from the ship and stuff, that was hilarious. And then, Sweet Mask came in, and he started just talking mad shit, like, you, you the S-Class, you're supposed to be doing this, you're supposed to stop it from this and all that stuff. And I'm just like, dude, you don't even know what happened, you just got here. And he just like, and he really got it into, um, the dude with the bat, I forgot his name, he really got it to him. He was like, you're not even S-Class, you're like B-Class, you're the reason why I stay at number one in the a class, so you got so you people like you can't come up. I'm like, dang, why, why, why so much anger? <laughs> what happened to you? And Geno's he he pointed out that like, okay, something happened to this guy in the past, kind of like how I was. And I started to think like, okay, if that's what happened, who's gonna fight this dude? It can't be it can't be Saitama because he just won't punch him. I want it to be Genos, but Genos is set up to face, he's set up to face, um, what's his name? Oh damn. 
what was his name? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The robot, the S-class robot, what Android? Yeah, that dude that that uh, Jones was told was his enemy. Enemy? Yeah, that guy. So like him, he's gonna face Jones, no doubt. So I'm like, who? I don't know who's gonna face Sweet Mass, but Sweet Mass needs to ass whooped. And then he like, and what what he did at the end when he killed the aliens. I don't really care that he killed the aliens, because, I mean, they were going to die either way, unless they're going to interrogate them, but what would have been the point, because Saitama already took out the leader. So, I didn't really care for him killing him, them, but it was how he, it was a setup before he killed them, what really got everybody rowdy, because I didn't even come in and talking stuff, and then just, just nonchalantly, just slicing every, those, those aliens' heads off. That's what made Mask, Sweet Mask, seem even like a, a deadly opponent. And it's crazy because, like I said, like no one really, no, there was no real point in, um, like if they came like, okay, you know, the villains and stuff. It was just the setup before that that made it even more, even more crazier. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going over the chapter right now. I I just cannot get over not remembering his name. Fuck is this dude name? But the the artwork and and um. The artwork is in One Punch Man is just glorious, man. Like at its best, which is better, Berserk or One Punch Man? I mean, both are just crazy artwork. And with 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 Berserk, it's more detailed to the to the very last point. But with One Punch Man, it's more about just visual in general and just making it more beautiful. And of course, it has details and stuff like that. But, but yeah, like, which one is better? I'm not even, even going to put in Vagabond. We're going to leave that one out. <laughs> We're going to leave Vagabond out. Who's better between those two? But, um, but of course, Sainan always have... I can't say that. I mean, usually Sainan do have, like, the best artwork, but then you look at, you look at a series like Bastard, it's like, mm, where's the good artwork? I mean, it's, it's readable and stuff like that, but it's not detailed and stuff like that, and then if you read the series Severus, it's like, it's good, but it, it it's not where it, where, like, series like Sunken Rock is. Okay, Metal Knight, that was his name, Metal Knight, I gotta forget his name, but yeah, like, he just comes and he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna use the materials, and I'm gonna make some weapons, and basically I'm gonna take over the world with Sweet Man, so yeah, everybody's gonna look at me, take out these weapons, and uh, I'm gonna go back home. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what that chapter was about. You know, like Metal Knight, Metal Knight, he just, what is this dude? Ugh. So like, yeah, Genos is set up to face him. This one alien that is tied up to the rest of them, that, that, uh, Sweet Mask killed looks exactly like Saitama. <laughs> Alright, go back, it's on page 16. Like, that, that was funny. So yeah, like, One Punch chapter, One Punch Man chapter, um... I gotta get that a 7 out of 10 because not too much happened, but it was a decent chapter to hold us until like what next month? So, uh, yeah. Uh, but now that 7 Deadly Sins chapter, like that was. Bond, Bond really went in with trying to kill Meliodas. Like he started off, he was like, uh, you're a part of the Demon Clan? And Meliodas, he just avoided the question. He said no, he didn't say yes, he didn't say nothing. So Bond was like, alright, don't move. <laughs> and he took his arm off. So I'm like, oh, Shit, he just took Meliodas' arm off. And then Meliodas was like, alright, we ain't got time for this shit. And he, he blitzed behind, um, Bond. He blitzed behind him, took the arm back, used the demon power and put it back on. That basically just said, okay, Meliodas is a part of the demon clan. Because he did what Hendrickson did when he got his arm cut off. So, yeah, he's a, he, he's a, probably one of the strongest members ever. And it's like, okay, Bond, how do you know that the Goddess Clan, how do you know that the Goddess Clan, period? And then that there is the Goddess Clan, they, they left, like, I didn't mention this when I was going over my, um, the Natsunatata discussion. That's on my personal blog, I'm gonna put that in the link, well, in the description below. And it's like, what people were talking about, like, how do you know that's the Goddess Clan, that, that was just a horn, who knows? And then what one of the reviewers I was listening to... He was like, okay, they said Meliodas is the biggest threat, but they didn't say anything about Henderson. They're just letting Henderson do what he wants. So obviously they can't be the Goddess Clan, or they need to kill Meliodas at all costs. I'm, 
which leads to think like, okay, does Meliodas have the power to destroy the entire Earth? Because like, like, cause even when the series first started, people were telling me like, okay, this dude, he's going to basically, he's, he's something you shouldn't be wrecking with. Now, at first, when it came to the uh, Holy Knights and stuff, I was like, of course, they would say that because they don't know the actual history. But other people were saying it too, so I'm like, okay, this guy is really powerful. And we've never even seen this dude go all out at that. Excuse me, we've never seen this dude go all out. He's just been using maybe like 70% of his power. And then at that, nobody can nobody can touch him. Like He's literally like the powerful, most powerful person in the series right now. So, Seven Deadly Sins, that's... Bond. How do you... Bond. But the ending part, it's many like, go ahead and kill me. I would do the same thing if I was you. So I'm thinking about, can you really kill a demon that easily? I mean, Bond did before, but he wasn't fighting a... a Basically, like a human or a demon, he's fighting Meliodas. Can he kill Meliodas? And if Meliodas dies, he's a demon. Can he just come back? Or since this one guy put it, he said if Mon kills Meliodas, Henderson is just gonna go ahead and bring back the demon clan. If he brings back the demon clan, then that means Meliodas will no doubt come back to life. So if you put, if you put it like that, then it's pretty much possible that Meliodas is just gonna let him kill. Is gonna let Bond kill him. But let Bond kill him. But um, I I talked about more of that about that chapter in the discussion I did on my blog. Like I said, I'll put that in the description. You can just go ahead and read that. Mm, let's see. Oh yeah, speaking of my blog, um, I did two Flaming Record volume reviews, and I'm getting back into doing the Flaming Record volume reviews. I did two of them. I'm gonna do the third one. I'm gonna probably do that sometime. In August, probably either towards the middle or towards the end before I go back to school. So yeah, look forward to the Flaming Record reviews. If you haven't seen that, if you haven't, if you haven't read those, I'm gonna put the link to those in the description as well. And besides the Flaming Record reviews, I'm gonna be doing Trigon Maximum reviews because I did the first two for that. I'm gonna be doing Until Death Do Us Part volume reviews. I did the first three to that, and I currently have four and five as well. I'm also gonna start doing. Uh, I want to do Strawberry 100% reviews, but I only have three volumes, so I don't know how I'm going to do that, or if I'm going to do it at all. And I might be doing another series as a volume review, but I don't know what that would be. So yeah, like, look forward to those on my personal blog. So we talked about Seven Deadly Sins, Bell's Belt, and One Punch Man. Hunter Hunter though. Hunter Hunter, oh man, like, you already making, he made his comeback, man, and he just, he just came in. Straight, straight being like you're the best character in the series, man. My favorite character, you know, it's, it's hard to pick my favorite character. You know, people have it uh, as Gone, Karapika, and Killua, but mine, mine out of the four is Leorio, and he's my favorite character in the series as a whole. Now, when he wasn't in the series, I was forced to pick another favorite character, and that character it was a it was a tie between Killua and Hisoka, but I always had Hisoka over Killua. And now that he killed was back, he finally takes the place as my favorite character. And then Hisoka, and then Killua. So that's how it goes. But Leorio with that uppercut though, I swear to God, I thought I was watching reading Hajime no Ippo. Like he just straight punched it in the ground, brought it back up, and he just he just clocked Jin. And he, he he made his body twist. He he laid him out cold, man. He went he went to sleep, no doubt. <laughs> Don't even count the pin. You can count to a hundred, like JB not like Booker T says. Just count to a hundred. He's not getting up anytime soon. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know Jin just took that because he looked at it. Everybody looked at it, and he could have dodged, but he was like, you know what? One, this dude is annoying. Two, I pretty am much uh, black father. <laughs> I, I am a horrible father. I'm just going to go ahead and take this uppercut so this dude can get, get away from me. But either way, it was hilarious. The crowd went wild. And I'm just hitting them like, yup, Leorio, next chairman. <laughs> next chairman. Oh, man. But that the episode was really good. The pacing was amazing because it went from Killua with Subone taking off her nail. Oh, God. That was just... I was... I didn't know what to think. I'm like, okay, is she going to do this? She has to. And then... When I found that she's gonna have to take off her nail, off, okay, it's just her nail. But even this, like, can you just imagine just taking off your nail, just, just no, and not even talking out there, and no, no, nothing, no disinfectant, and nothing, just taking it off and just handing it over. And what's all I gonna do with the nail? And it was still bloody at that. 
But like that that part was crazy. That really that really got to me. But then it was like she kind of messed up Killua's plans because now Killua he can't make any wish. He has to give commands. But then again, there's still um, he even said he said there's still rules that I know I can still make a man, so I can still turn this around. I'm like, okay, there's obviously more rules that no one else knows about, and there's probably even more rules that even he doesn't know about because he's been away from her for about what a year, a year and a half, maybe two years, maybe three at best. At best, so who pretty much knows if if they're if what's going to happen next, except if you read the manga. I, I'm not caught up to the manga, like I said last week, but I'm watching the anime, and the anime is great. And then that one that one part for Karapika is like, man, what is he doing? Because you really think about he has a suit on, he's still a part of the mafia, apparently, and he's just in a room, four walls, black, by himself, looking mean. So like, man, what is, what is in store for Karapika? So yeah, like, that was a good 100 chapter. And now we move on to... Rehamatora. Now, that Hamatora episode, it wasn't a bad episode, but it wasn't really good either. Like, it was a good, solid episode. And the episode was mostly about Honey and her past, which I really like because we never really got the full past of everybody except for Horatio and Birthday. And we get snippets of Art's past with Murasaki, but we don't get the whole thing. Uh, we got. Three's back. We 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 okay, we know three's backstory, no doubt. We got his backstory in the first season, and then it was this season we got even more backstory. So that's good, but we don't know anything about Hajime, and that's and it's crazy because like the last part of the anime when she did that that basically that power up once wasn't that dude the purple hawk died when he do she did the power up. I'm like okay she she's obviously stronger than what she is. So I, want, I really want to know her backstory. And then when you look at the ending of the anime, I mean, the, uh, the ending animation, and you see her being, you know, all alone and stuff like that. So it was like, it's really it's really interesting to see what her character as a whole can bring to the table. Besides being the, the hungry girl who's silent and basically hungry all the time. So that's that's interesting. But, um, yeah, the episode was pretty decent. I don't know, a lot of people don't really like Hamatora that much anymore since that first episode with art coming back to life i mean i don't like it either but at least they explained it and you know like i thought that he took the bullet straight to the head and then he just recuperated but no uh art was able to not art i keep saying art i'm gonna say nice nice was able to move out of the way he only got shot in his arm and then murasaki came and uh rescued him so like I can understand the fact that people are mad and stuff, but at least they explained it. Like usually when people pull ass pulls like that, they don't explain it at all. It just it just it just happened. So at least they explained it this time. And I'm still a fan of Hamatora, no doubt. I mean, even though it has its slow moments, like episode three, like the beginning of episode three is good, but then like towards the end, it was just uh, like it was a good episode. It just had slow pacing throughout. <laughs> it, but that my best part was when Ratio punched Art. That was that was funny. You know, you could have landed right here. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that was a good part. And, um, what else? I know it's something else. I don't forget any. Hunter Hunter, Seven Deadly Sins. That Maki chapter. <laughs> Ooh, that Maki chapter was basically the culmination of what happens in real life. It basically explained that no matter how much a person strives to get something, when they finally get it, even after they've had it and fulfilled their mission, they still want more. And that was basically what it was talking about when it came to Ethan, Fallen, and Wahi. Yeah, they got the equality for everyone. And then Sheba pointed out, like, yeah, you got the equality when you want it. But now when you got it, it's not, you don't want it. Like, what are you doing? And basically what Wahi, Ethan, and Fallen, they want, they can't, they, they're, they're weak-minded people. They can't believe that they they can't believe that they stopped the destiny of of uh God and I can kind of understand that because you can't stop the destiny of God especially since you you it's been replaced with Solomon's will technically since Solomon is God it's still God's will but it's in a different reverse action instead of the the um the uh the rook instead of the rook being dark and black they're light so it's still following someone else's destiny, but a better destiny. And I kind of understand them when it came to that point, but to the point when you're trying to, the point when you're trying to, uh, to uh, 
basically starting another war, it's like, okay, something is not right with you guys. You obviously fall into the depravity. And right now, I don't really talk want to talk about too much about this chapter because I know for a fact that the next chapter would give us even more insight on what happened. And I also like the fact that the mangaka sped up the pacing. Because, like like I said last week, this arc is good. I personally like it. It's not a favorite, but I really like it. But it had a lot of slow points here and there. And I'm finally glad that she's starting to speed it up. So that's really nice. Uh, so I've gone over that, that, and that. Uh, one Piece chapter? One Piece chapter was funny, but it was only funny for the parts that Frankie and Senior Pink was there. Those parts were funny, but other than that, the chapter was... It, it sucked, pretty much. And I said this last week, I'm I'm just going to stop reading the manga, and I'm just going to wait till something happens to get back into it. Because, like, I'm not dropping One Piece at all, but it's like, this is one of the best yet worst arcs at the same time. It's the best because so much stuff has happened. So much nostalgia. It's so much crazy stuff has happened. But at the same time, it's just too slow. You know, usually One Piece One Piece pacing is slow, but not like this. This is not even readable. Like I don't even read the chapters anymore. I just I just I just go through them until I see the end. And in and the end is not even a big shocker anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm just gonna I already stopped reviewing it, so I'm just gonna stop reading and wait till basically something happen. I'll still listen to people's reviews. Other than that, I'm pretty much I'm done reading One Piece for the moment. And <laughs> let's just move on. So that Bleach chapter, that Bleach chapter was boring, no doubt. It was boring. It started off, it was boring. It was like okay, it it was too much interaction between. Four Ron cars who no one really cares about. I mean, Don Donda, he's he's a decent character, no doubt. I kind of wish that he didn't come back in this form of a fashion as being brought back to life. And, and I like Sarkuchi as well, but for her, it's like, okay, you're not really that much of a built up character. Same with Donoda. Well, Nino, everybody else calls him. But it's like, and then in between the other two, it's like, I don't really care about you for that much. And to waste and for a whole chapter to be, to be wasted on those four, I I was just not feeling it. And then the very end was the only part that was, well, in my opinion, that was good. I was basically seeing Hitsugaya as a zombie. I'm so happy about this. I don't even like Toshi guy. Uh, Toshi guy. I don't like. Um, I don't even like Hitsugaya anymore. He's just a, a loser character. He's a bankai spammer, and he, he's not. A, he's not a good character anymore. So, if he's pretty much a zombie, that means either Rangiku is a zombie or she's dead. I hope she's dead. I have no problem with Rangiku, but I feel like more characters need to die in this arc. And she pretty much already died a hundred chapters ago when Kondu just took out his jacket. So, that's so like I said, I hope she's dead. Not because I don't like her or anything. It's just that you know, more characters need to die. So far, only Yamamoto and, and uh, Yamamoto, his lieutenant... And Unohana have died. Uh, there needs to be more deaths. There needs to be more fate changing like, type stuff. If you get what I mean. Like, there needs more more despair. We've had three deaths and Kiraku lost the eye. That's that's pretty good, but uh, we, we still need more. Since, especially since the Bonkai's came back and, he, and, and, and Bayaka, you didn't die. <sighs> Just hate the Japanese fans for that one. She would just hate the Japanese fans for that one. I'm not even going to explain that. I'm not even going to get too hyped up on that. But, uh... Oh, excuse me. But, uh, yeah. I'm not happy he's a zombie. I mean, technically, he's not dead. But then again, there's no point in him coming back to life. But then again, you have to realize who he's facing. He's facing Mayuri. Mayuri basically brought all four of these at one card back to life. How? I mean, it, I mean, I can see it being possible, technically. But when it comes to the zombies, how does that work? I doubt it's something like they have to be splashed with Quincy with um, Giselle's blood again in order to become non-zombies. I doubt that, but I just feel like they put Mayuri because like at first I thought, okay, why are they putting Mayuri against her? And then she brought a Hisagaya. So this basically spells that Hisagaya has been turned into, a, turned into a zombie just for the shock value. He's gonna be turned back into a human, no doubt. Even though Mayuri said that if you come become an enemy of Soul Society, you have to die. Even though he said that, I doubt they're going to kill Hisagaya. I would love to kill Hisagaya for Hisagaya to die. Not because I hate him. 
But at the same time, like I said, the the, the fact that this war is like the final war. The fun, it even says in the title, the, the Thousand Year Blood War. Okay, blood, that means people have to die. I mean, blood, seeing blood is nice and stuff, but people have to die at this point. And I feel like each guy would be a good character to die. Because, I mean, there's nothing left for his character. He's... I mean, you know, there's nothing left for his character. There's nothing left for him to do. There's nothing left for Rangiku to do. Gen's dead, so why can't she die? You see what I'm saying? So th- that's just how I feel. But I feel like Kubo won't do it because Kubo, he's scared to kill his characters. Him and, and Kishimoto, they're they're bitches. No, I mean, like they're cool people, but at the, at the end of the day, they do too many bitch shit. You know, like Kubo's scared to kill his characters, and Kishimoto keeps writing himself into walls. Why he does that? Why they do that? They're scared of the fans, that's why. I'm glad Oda isn't scared of his fans. I'm glad Kira Toriyama isn't scared of his fans. I'm really glad Shimabukuro, the creator of uh, Toriko, and Togashi, the creator of of Hunter Hunter, I'm glad they're not scared to kill their characters. Because, like, I mean, if it came to the point where Coco had to die, I love Coco, but if he had to die, he got to die. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, mean, we are, we are, I mean, we've seen, like, tragedy strike. We've seen... Sonny near death. We've seen Coco near death. We've seen... We've never seen this ever near death. I mean, yeah, yeah, we have. Back when he was fighting the four beats. We've seen him near death. We've seen Toriko get limbs cut off. Like, this dude... I, I think Shimabukuro just loves to see Toriko get his ass whooped. Because he got his arm cut off when he was fighting Tommy Rod. Then he got his arm and his leg cut off fighting... Uh, He got his arm and his leg cut off. Part of his body burned off. And a hole in his stomach when he fought... Starjan, which is the best fight in Toriko, no doubt. And then he goes, he's fighting Heracles, and he gets the side of his body cut off. So it's like, damn, Toriko. Shima Brugero loves to draw you half dead. But, uh, like, if it came to the point where Toriko had to die, he gotta die. I mean, I love these characters, but they, they gotta die. Starjan, I, I love you, but you gotta die. <laughs> but, um, what, what was I talking about? I didn't even talk about the Toriko chapter. I was just talking about yeah, like, yeah, fuck it. Move on. We're talking about the, the the Naruto chapter now. Uh, The Naruto chapter was boring, no doubt. The only part I liked was Sasuke and Naruto. It was, The part where Sasuke went in, he was like, you know what, fuck this shit. Fuck this talking, fuck all this other shit. We finna cut this bitch head off. Even though he failed, that was a nice attempt. Just like when he tried to kill Obiso, but people stopped him. It's like, every time Sasuke tried to do something bad, badass... People come and interrupt it, and I hate that, because it's like, like interrupting Sasuke when he's doing a badass moment would be like interrupting Hiei when he's doing a badass moment, and you, you just, this is something you don't do. It's like interrupting Zoro when he's doing a badass moment. You, you don't, you don't do that type of stuff. You get killed for stuff like that. But too bad, because it's, it's Naruto. He won't die. But um, what I mean by the Naruto part that I like was that he cut off Kage's arm, which is a contradiction because I can understand Naruto cutting off her arm, but if but it's like he was on the ground and she was in the air. She didn't see that coming. But she dodged. But she she saw it coming, but she couldn't dodge it. She didn't see Sasuke coming, but she dodged it. That makes no sense. And on top of that, she use she has the 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 Byakugan, Yeah, she's yet to use it. She should have seen Naruto coming, but she didn't. This is the thing. Like yeah, people are like, oh yeah, she she's rocking the Byakugan, but she hasn't done anything with it she continues to take attacks she continues to to lose it, it it makes no sense to me you're the final villain i'm on top of that you have the bayakagon plus a shamagon plus a rindagon why are you losing why do you need to replenish your chakra this is making no sense to me <sighs> but um black zetsu he was talking just mad shit to Obi- obito like i was god damn like he was like seriously, I feel like I was Obito. Like, I felt that he was just talking mad stuff to him. Like even though, like pretty much almost everybody has talked mad was have said something bad about Obito, but like this dude, he was just going in on Obito. Like, he just gave no fucks. Like, you a fail. You ain't got no family to go to. You might just kill yourself, you piece of trash. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> but I, I did a, I did a discussion on on that, and besides my review, I did a discussion on that and the Obito character as a whole. I'm going to have that link in the description, so don't worry about that. Because I actually like Obito, man. I know a lot of people don't like him. I used to, He used to be one of my favorite characters. But he went, he went downhill with, with like, like I said, like, with people just talking mad trash about him. And there was another reason I really want him, like, really 
brought down his character as in general. Besides the whole being want to be revenge shit, like like it was something that really made him go down here, and that's what I'm gonna talk about, and that's what I talked about in in that in that discussion. I'm gonna have that down below. And and I think it's funny that Obito killed all these people. He did all the shit. Yeah, he still got one ring in the end. So basically, Kishimoto is telling us: no matter what you do, as long as you believe in a goal, as long as you have something to strive for, you can kill everybody in the world. You will still get that goal. That, that that's basically what he, he was telling us. He, Obito was finna kill everybody for Ren, but he failed and he still got Ren. So if Naruto fails at the war, will he still become a Hokage in the end? I mean, that's pretty much what I got from that chapter. Like I said, the chapter wasn't too that that good, but it it, it was decent. Now to move on to the Toriko chapter. Man, second week in a row that Toriko has been the the main event. <laughs> yeah, this week was this uh this chapter was it was a good chapter. It wasn't like the rest of them, but it was a, it was a good chapter. Uh, Toriko was finally he's he's healing faster. And he he, I mean he he he's no one condi- condition to fight right at this moment. But then, blue the blue the blue oni is just beating. He, no, he's not he's not beating Heracles' ass. But they are going in right now. Like Heracles with the Herak kick, it almost kicked blue oni into space. That was crazy. He was like he grabbed the ground and everything. He was why can this nigga stretch? I just thought why can he stretch? He's like fucking Monkey D. Luffy, like Elastic Man, Mr. Fantastic. Like what is he on? And then he's doing stuff like Devil Fork and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, does he get his, does Toriko get his powers from that dude? Or, I mean, he, he can't because Toriko just does regular Fork attack. But yet this dude is doing Devil Forks, which makes me believe that the blue Oni is the evil one. And the red one is the good one, or in some form of sense. Like he's a good appetite, he has a bad appetite. Because the regular, because the red Oni does... Just regular forks and knives. Yet this one does devil forks and knives. So I'm, I'm wondering, I want to know where that goes. And each chapter we've getting more and more information on him. So that's really good. And it also said that even though they're the same appetite, even though they're, um, they're both appetites of Toriko, they eat separate things. And that's probably why Toriko eats a lot. I mean, everybody in Toriko pretty much eats a lot, but Toriko eats more than anybody. He's the, he's the gluttonous of the four heavenly kings. And that's probably why he eats a lot, because he has two appetites. And they both eat two different different two different two kinds of food. And it's like, okay, what do you eat? Because the red only just eats anything. So what does the blue only eat? Does he only eat stuff from... Does he only eat delicate foods? Is that why when Torgo ate the century soup and the... That garlic from... That he got... That he won from uh, fighting... What's that nigga name? But you you remember the garlic that made him all buff and stuff? Like like are those foods that he eats? Because every time he eats, it's like a delicate, not a delicate, but uh, a very rich and and powerful ingredient. He himself becomes powerful, like the bubble fruit and stuff like that. So I'm that's, so that's that's something um to take into contract. I don't know what the fuck I just said, but this is this is something to think about. And on top of that, Zebra, Zebra and, and uh, Coco, they made it to, <laughs> they made it to the air tree, not the air tree, but the, but yeah, the air tree. And I thought it was funny because I was, I did a live reaction. I'll put that link in the description. I remember to put the links in the description. I'm, last time I forgot. This time I remember. But uh, it was funny. Yeah, I did the live reaction. I'm reading this stuff, and then Zebra got to that. I'm like, "What the fuck is Bronchi? And then he's like, "Uh, he went back to get his knife." I'm like, "What the fuck? You came all the way. You knew you were coming to air, and you forgot your knife. Really, Zebra? You gonna go all? I mean, really, Bronchi? You gonna go all the way back? And then they show Bronchi. He didn't really go anywhere. He was just only he was only like maybe I gotta say like five minutes behind or so. He was still in the same vicinity, but he went to go pick up the the knife that Ichiro left behind. And man, that knife is beautiful. And he was holding. He was like, "Okay, this can destroy the continent, no doubt." And that made me think about it. Okay, Heracles, he's basically shaking the continent right now. And this knife can destroy the continent. Can this knife be used to take out Heracles? Uh, is it possible? I kind of doubt that. Cause I kind of doubt that. I mean, I don't know because it was made specifically to cut air. So I'm guessing. 
I mean, I guess if it can't cut air, it can, it can yeah. So, yeah, it, 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 it can take them out. Especially in wind knife, if you really think about it. So, um, I thought it was crazy that they just left it in the ground. Like, with the hilt sticking up. Like, anybody could just come past and take that. I mean, technically not anybody can come past because no one take those routes. But if anybody came past, just like Branchi did, they could just take it out. It didn't just take it with them, so that that that, that kind of made no sense to me. Like, why would you just leave it right there? And even though Milk is still in the vicinity, Milk still had to get past all the him and the um the female. They still had to get past all the other heels and stuff in order to get back to that knife. So it's like that. It kind of made no sense to me. But um, yeah, like that was a good chapter of Toriko. Um, Sani and Coco need to get up and and. and Put some pep in their step and, and get there. But um uh, good Turco chapter. <laughs> it made the last I had a I had a I had a a topic to talk about, but I had it even I had it last week, but I forgot about it last week as well. I'm gonna go ahead and save this for last week. For next week. This is a good topic. That um a lot of people, especially Torco and One Piece fans, really Really, um, can't agree on, I guess. So, I'm just gonna head it in the podcast right here. Support the podcast, check us out on Blurs Online. Look at our other podcasts CP Time, Power Bomb Jusu, Chicago K Bob. That's my other podcast where I talk about music. The next episode, I'll be reviewing Yinny from Wonder Girls, or what she's going by as her solo name, Hot Felt, her mini album, Me. And that mini album was amazing. But I'll talk about more on that. On that episode, um, yeah, that 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 podcast is about music. Papa Mchusu is about wrestling. Sleepy Time is about shenanigans, but it's hilarious. You gotta watch it. Well, listen to it because you can't watch it because it's it just sound. You can't watch sound. I mean, unless you watch the bar, which the sound plays, and you watch the 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 line progress as it. You know what I mean. But I'm um, yeah. Like I said, if you want to be on Kage Summit, just hit me up. I record on Fridays, and it just uploaded on Saturdays. If you want to do it, you got to have Skype and Audacity. So that's basically that. Follow me on Twitter, at Edgar the Clown, and I will see you guys later. Take